Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. So we've all heard the term, if it drains you, it's not for you. And there's always a reminder or meme that talks about, you know, when something is draining you or something is causing you exhaustion or overwhelm, that you just need to kind of let it go, move on from it, or do something to just kind of get rid of it, right? There's there's rarely any talk about, well, what do you do with it? How do you get rid of it? How do you know it's really draining you? and so forth. And so today, I just kind of want to talk about that. I want to talk about this idea that if something is draining to you, then it's not for you. But I really want to talk more about what happens if you don't realize what's draining you, right? Because there is a space that we can all enter where we don't really know what's going on. Like everything just feels overwhelming. Everything feels exhausting. Everything is just, you know, causing you to be tired all the time. So recently I made a post on my page that talked about that very thing, right? So I was, you know, very transparent. As you guys know, I'm always transparent. So I was transparent in saying that like, I've really been feeling a lot lately that, you know, things are draining me and that they're not for me. And I did, I made sure to do like a little self inventory, you know, based on what I've learned through my own therapy and as being a therapist that, you know, to make sure that I wasn't depressed, right? Because there is an exhaustion or draining or an overwhelming feeling that does come with being depressed, but it wasn't depression. But but what I did realize was I was so drained. I was so bogged down. I was so, I was up under so much stuff that I really didn't even realize, or I couldn't pinpoint what exactly was draining me. I couldn't decide, I couldn't decipher, was it, you know, my practice? Was it, you know, doing this or was it doing that? Was it not doing this, not doing that? I really couldn't decipher it. And so it led me to start thinking about this idea of if it drains you, you've got to let it go. Because if I would have just followed just that stance by itself, then I probably would just be in the bed all the time leading to depression or just kind of wandering around just completely unsure, which for me, not everybody, but for me, that would cause me to be even more overwhelmed. I am a person and, you know, I've always been this way. Well, I won't say always, but I know my entire adult life, I've been a person that I need to have something to do. Not necessarily busy work because I despise busy work. Let me just be honest right there. I do not like busy work. But I've always had, I've been a person since I became a mother where I've needed to have some sort of plan. Now, over the years, I've changed and I've gotten better with my plan doesn't have to look how I thought it needed to look. It doesn't have to be, you know, step one, two, three, four, five in this order and no, no other order will work. It doesn't have to be that. But it does need to be some type of order, or at the very least, just some type of blueprint of a plan. But what I noticed was 
I've just been ex exhausted lately. Um, I've just been completely overwhelmed. I've been anxious and it has clouded my judgment. When people have asked me like, hey, do you want to do X, Y, and Z? Even for my business, things that normally would have me jumping for joy, super excited. I've just been like, you know what? No, I don't have to. I don't need to do that. I don't want to do that. Not because I didn't want to. And again, not because I was, you know, dealing with depression, but literally because I was just so overwhelmed that my judgment got cloudy. And that's happened before. Um, and I think I've talked about it in the past, if not on the podcast. And I know I've talked about it and, you know, on my social media or in some other capacity. But I've had that happen to me before where I've gotten to a place where I was just kind of so bogged down. I really didn't know what to do. I didn't know which way to go. And it caused me to just kind of sit down and feel stuck. For me, stuck is never really a good place because it then starts to trigger this kind of anxious feeling. And then this cycle of anxiety shows up and then sometimes panic comes with it. But oftentimes it's anxiety, which then again sends me right back to this feeling of being overwhelmed and under a lot of pressure. And again, with clouded judgment, all types of things happen. I've seen people who've had clouded judgment go and spend extra money on things they need simply because they're so overwhelmed. They're not able to sit down and clearly think about their decisions or clearly think about a path. In fact, I've talked about that. I know for sure on, you know, again, in some type of platform when I was talking about kind of sabotage and imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough and how that for many of us, the way imposter syndrome shows up is we start buying more products. We start buying more programs. We start buying more courses. We take one more course, one more book, one more something that we hope is going to make us feel better. But in reality, it just sends us further down the path of overwhelm and ultimately exhaustion and ultimately feeling like we have somehow failed ourselves. Not necessarily that we are a failure or it might trigger that, but that we have at least failed because here we have spent more money taking more time on yet another program, another course, another coach, another something, and we still don't have any results. We still don't have what we need. And typically, when you are able to kind of sit down, which is one of the things that is really helpful is to sit down, sit still. Even if you're not physically sitting, sit still for a day, sit still for two days. Take some time to just sit in stillness, and then you start repairing and rebuilding yourself from there. Right. And that can look different ways for different people. But when you think about this cycle of, of now we've hit imposter syndrome because we're feeling overwhelmed, we are starting to feel like that we're not showing up for the people in our lives that we care about. We start adding more people to the list that of people that we air quote don't care about because we've talked about that here before, too. And that's something that I do still encourage all of my listeners, all of my clients to do, which is take inventory of the people in your life. And if they are so draining and nothing you do or say to them is helping that to be different, you might need some new boundaries with them. And that's okay. It's not about being mean. It's not about this idea of cutting off everybody. But it is important to kind of take inventory of the people around you or the people in your life. Because when you're overwhelmed, that's the first thing we do is start cutting more things off, right? We have all been taught throughout life that if something is bothering you, if something's not going well, if something has become negative for you, that the only course of action is just to avoid it. And while there are some things and situations that we definitely need to avoid, I, for one, am not a fan of this blind or overarching avoid everything that's not good for you. Because it really doesn't teach us how to solve problems. It doesn't teach us how to deal with what's actually going on. And if you're not really dealing with the root, then you end up having this long list 
of things that you can't do, places you can't go, people you can't talk to. And that, sad to tell you, will also lead to you being overwhelmed because now you're adding loneliness to it. So now we've got imposter syndrome there. We've got this idea of failure there. We've got loneliness there. We've got anxiety there. We have all of these things there in place simply because we've been, not simply, because that's not, simply is too simple, like that's negating too much. But we have all this there because we haven't dealt with what's really overwhelming us. We haven't really put things in place in our lives or we've just kind of gotten out of whack with our lives where we're not doing the things that we know keep us balanced. Recently, there's been a huge push and I am enjoying this huge push for many, for us to, for people to start doing more yoga or just more body movement in general. Now, this isn't about doing these things because you want to lose weight and you want to look a certain way. If that's what where you are, then hey, that's where you are. But I do encourage you to reach out to some of the intuitive eating, you know, clinicians or coaches just to make sure that you are kind of in a healthy space with that. But anywho, you, there's been this movement to get our bodies moving. And what we know about movement is that it can shift things that our brains aren't thinking about. Because typically when we are overwhelmed, our brains shut off, meaning we're not having clear thoughts. Again, remember we mentioned already earlier that your, your judgment gets cloudy. So when you're overwhelmed, your thoughts aren't clear, your decisions aren't clear, and then you start to feel it in your body. You may be feeling headaches, neck pain, back pain, heartburn, nausea, just clenched jaws, right? You might have found yourself starting to sleep and you're clenching your jaws or you're biting, you know, your tongue or you're just grinding your teeth in a sense. And typically all those things come from being so overwhelmed that you don't even know where to start, right? And so like I made this statement to someone the other day and I said, you know, I'm tired of the BS, but the BS is making me tired. And what I meant by that was I was so tired of being in the cycle that I was in or the cycle that I'm still kind of in because I'm coming out of it now. But I was tired of being in this cycle, but it was so much BS that I had piled on myself or that people I had allowed people to pile on me that I was also the BS was making me tired. So then I got to this point of exhaustion. Right. So overwhelm typically does lead to exhaustion when you aren't doing something to take care of it or when you're not doing something to change it. Now, for many of us, and if you are like me, you are a busy mom, you might be a busy mom and wife, you might be, you know, just a busy single mom, or you might just be a busy person in general, not even have children. But for whatever reason, it's easy to get caught up in all of the busy things that are going on and start letting yourself go. So this right here is our weekly reminder that we can't let ourselves go, especially us here in this life save her space. We are all about making sure we're okay. We are all about saving ourselves and the capacity that we need to. That doesn't mean we're doing it alone. That doesn't mean isolation, but it does mean that we are taking control of the things in our lives that we want and need to, and we're doing something about it. So for me, what has kind of led to this space was I realized a few years ago, really probably like a year ago, that I was starting to not enjoy one-on-one therapy or one-on-one sessions. And so as I started looking at different ways to, you know, feed my need or do something, I did, you know, put my toes in several different things. But what I've kind of landed on is that it is time for me to shift more to a group coaching style thing or some type of group style process where I'm working with people, you know, in a 10 to 1, 12 to 1 type of setting as opposed to one-on-one. Because what I've realized through my years as being a therapist and I'm not giving up on therapy. I still, I'm still going to be doing some therapy as well. 
But what I've realized is that there are a number of people who are overwhelmed or who are anxious or who are might be on the, the front end of depression, but it doesn't feel significant enough. It's not impacting them in a way that they need to seek out individual therapy, but they do need something. So that's where, you know, that's the space that I've realized that I want to be in. And that's the space that I'm going to actively move towards being in is working with with people who, again, don't necessarily have a, a clinical diagnosis or don't have significant trauma, but know that they still need something so that they can take control of their lives and do what they need to do for themselves. So if that's you, make sure you sign up for the newsletter or make sure you stay you know, connected to my social because we're going to do something together in the next couple of weeks to work on that as a group and i would love for you guys to be there if that's if that's what you need or that's what you want but circling back to being overwhelmed or circling back to all the bs one of the things that happens for many of us is when our lives get busy with things that are kind of out of our control in a sense right so for me it it becomes things like when my kids have multiple activities and i am playing mom uber and many of us know what that looks like where you spend a lot of your time in the car driving your children from activity to activity, from thing to thing. We want them involved, but right, they don't know how to drive yet, so that's on us to get them there. So what I notice is if we're doing a lot of those things and I'm fitting everything else in around that schedule, which is important to me, if I lose sight of it, if I, if I get too far behind or too far in, I start to get overwhelmed. And the number one way that most people handle overwhelm initially is to try to block it out. I know we're not in a live class right now, but I want you wherever you are to raise your Baptist finger, raise your hand if that is you. Raise your hand if you are the type of person that when you start to feel overwhelmed, you, you get this head down mindset where you just got to plow through, get through and make it. And so my question to you is make it to what? Make it to where? Because where is the end if you really don't have a good plan in place to do something with it? And I know I've been a person and I've heard people, and especially in the spaces that I'm in, I hear this often, this idea of, let me just make it through the week and get to the weekend. Or you're looking at your family calendar and you're like, oh my goodness, on the last weekend of this month, we don't have any activities and I just need to make it to that weekend. But what often happens is by the time you get to that weekend, you're so overwhelmed, you're so bogged down that no amount of sleep is going to help you because there's really no change to the things that are causing it. So if you haven't picked up yet, the key thing that you want to start looking at and doing is putting some things in place to change. What are the things that are draining me? What are the things that are making me be overwhelmed? Because sometimes the things that are draining us really still need to be for us or really are for us. We just need some different structure around them. We might need a new routine. We might need to add in some breaks. We might need to change the music we're listening to while we're driving to and from these things. We might need to, you know, create a new tribe or add to our tribe so that, you know, things can be easier. There are some moms who are already on the carpool bandwagon and they have it down pat. There are others who just aren't there yet. But it might be something to look at is that do you need to add some people to your life, to your circle that can help you create balance, that can help you maintain balance? Are there other things that you need to do or other things that make you feel good that you would like to do that also give you balance? Because those are the things that you want to do if you want to start targeting this idea of letting go of the things that, you know, that are draining or overwhelming. Now, once you kind of get back to your baseline, so to speak, and you know, like, these are the things that I can put some change in that have been causing me to be drained, but now I've got some, some new tools there. Then you can start taking inventory again and get back to a place of, 
if it's draining me, it's probably not for me. And really, you'll be able to have a clear mind to know like, yep, this is it. This is the thing that's draining me. This is the thing that doesn't matter what I put in place. It is not going to be different. It's time to shift. And so, again, I've mentioned already for me, that started to be individual therapy. I have always loved being a therapist, and I still love being a therapist. I've loved the one-on-one. I have absolutely loved and been normally filled with seeing someone and seeing the shell of them and then helping that person create and become the person they want to be. That used to be the one thing that would fill my tank in my career like nothing else. Because I get joy out of watching other people do the things that they want to do. And I know that probably comes from a trauma response of being a person who was used to being told you can't do or you you won't be able to or you're not allowed to for whatever reason. And many of us have those stories, right? We all have that teacher, that family member, that person that used to tell you that you wouldn't be anything or you couldn't do this or you weren't capable of that. And so for me, the way that my brain has now shifted from that is I enjoy seeing people become who they want to be. I enjoy seeing people become empowered and bold and lively to live how they want to live, regardless to what that looks like, or even if I agree with it, as long as it's safe, legal, and and ethical, right? Like, that still is important to me. Like, we can't be out here just doing things that are not legal or causing harm to significant amounts of people or people in general. But I am all for people being able to live. But if you find yourself being overwhelmed, Take some time to do some of the things we've talked about today. And also make sure you start, again, stay connected to my social media because we're going to do something together to target overwhelm. I want to help as many people as we can be able to create a plan for their, their feelings of overwhelm and do something with it because we can't stop living. We can't take these drastic life breaks where we're not doing anything because that, again, will then start to trigger that failure, that imposter syndrome, that not good enough. So here comes sabotage, right? And then in addition to that, here comes anxiety and often depression because you're not living up to your potential. And that's a whole other topic that we'll probably get into pretty soon about how not living your potential can lead to anxiety and depression and sabotage. But until next time, let me know what your thoughts are about today's episode. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, And follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.